The Navy's putting the finishing touches on its new cyber strategy. The acting chief information security officer of the Navy, Tony Plater, says artificial intelligence and automation will be two key pieces. Rob Carey's president of Cloudera Government Solutions. He's former chief information officer of the Navy and former principal deputy CIO of the Defense Department. Rob, welcome. Thanks for coming on the program. You're writing about the connection between cybersecurity and data. And you're right, data can make what is impossible today possible tomorrow. What are the tools that you're seeing agencies either using or asking about to make that connection happen in the future that's not possible today? Welcome. Yeah, th- uh, thank you, Francis. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, it's interesting. You watch how cyber's been done for the last thirty years, and everybody has a firewall. Everybody's intrusion detection. Everybody has identity management tools. So you have this host of very common tools out there, which all are acquiring, manipulating, and analyzing data to then produce a result, uh, hopefully in real time or near real time, that enables. Uh, the SOC boss to be able to decide, take an appropriate action, disposition some malware or or not. Disposition means you can take it offline or you can let the transaction go through. So, so you're sort of recognizing by default that this is a data problem. And, it, and because of the volume of data that rolls into a network, uh, especially from all of its endpoints, you know, all of your endpoints create uh, hundreds of thousands of log files about what's going on. And then being able to then consume that volume of data uh, does require, I think, uh, a different look at the problem. Uh, uh, And what I mean by that is the tools that we use in cyber today, yes, they handle data, but they are not necessarily big data platforms that can deal with petabytes at a time or even more and still not be effective, right? They can still operate at optimum speed and, 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 and effectiveness. And so to me, staring at that problem as if, hmm, how can I take advantage of big data platforms to enable the cybersecurity tool set that I have to work better? You alluded a moment ago to the fact that we're doing cyber the same way we've done it for the last 30 years, and you write about that in this piece. Why is that, and how did we get there? Is this a vision problem? Is this a strategy problem? Is this a technology problem? Or is it not a problem? Is it just the way it is? Um, How do you say all of the above? (laughs) Um, It's a little bit of each, uh, Francis. I I think that you know, if you're a CISO and you come in and relieve somebody, you're inheriting the toolbox that he or she, his predecessor put in place, and then you try to improve. Now, there, again, we everyone's had firewalls since the dawn of time. Everyone's had intrusion detection systems since we can remember. Um, and so you have to realize like, okay, there's a set of performance that comes out of the, the you know, toolbox that you have that uh, you can expect to achieve. Uh, Measuring in cyber is hard. Measuring the effectiveness of the toolbox, uh, because remember, the bad guys uh, only have to be good once. Uh, The defenders, the good guys have to be great every time. And so to me, you know, to to enable real-time decision-making is important. Uh, Some of the tools are are better than others at that, but, but it does seem like, as I go back in my career, since let's just say the year 2000 and now only at 20 some years, basically the infrastructure is the same. And, and so it is, it is moved forward evolutionarily, right? Steps at a time. Each tool has its next version, a set of quality, uh, uh, of improved quality assurance in it. 
But at the same time, you got to do something different. You have to be able to then, how do I add something into this mix to demonstrably improve its effectiveness, right? And that's really the question. So it's not a, it's not a, it's it's literally all the above. I mean, sometimes you need more money. Sometimes you need to stare at the problem differently. And I think today we're starting that with AI and ML to be able to use those technologies to teach them through a model what they are looking for from a behavioral standpoint, not from a signature standpoint. You know, we do a lot of signature-based stuff today in cyber. That's what patching is all about. The reason you patch is you already have a signature and you have a fix. So you push that. Um, today, you have to get faster than that. We have to be able to make a decision, disposition malware before it does its its thing. And, and so automation comes to play. AI today is that technology that can be utilized to initiate automated dispositioning of malware. I like the way you tee that up in this piece, and you just teed it up that way a moment ago, Rob. You write, cyber's been done essentially the same way as it's been done for 30 years. Next paragraph. AI and because the reason that I that jumped out at me, by the way, is because I always think if you keep doing the same thing you're doing, you'll keep getting the same thing you've been getting. So the next paragraph, then you refer as you just did artificial intelligence and machine learning are technologies that demonstrate promise toward enabling humans to perform higher level functions and move past signature tracking as the only way to begin to get ahead of malicious cyber threats. That strikes me as nirvana here that we're going for because i mean for all the 16 years i've been in the space i ask cyber people all the time is there ever potential to get ahead of the curve to get ahead of the bad guys and everybody always well there may be at some point and we're not sure how to do that and it sounds like we're getting to a point where these predictive technologies and the analytics tools that the data provides will potentially give agencies that edge am i reading you right am i hearing you right I, I believe that, Francis, um, I believe this is the technology that demonstrates the promise of the ability to automate some of the decision making so that now the people in the security operations center can focus their human eyes on more complex problems. But at the same time, t- make no bones about it, teaching and training algorithms to operate in cyberspace in a predictive manner is very, very complicated business. It is not a simple a uh, couple of days we're off off and running. That's not it. It's very complicated to find, uh, you know, the slightly bent needle in the stack of seven billion needles that are coming through your firewalls. So um, to me, it does show that promise. That's the important part is there's a technology that can be leveraged to deliver outcomes that are faster than the bad guy could turn that outcome on. That's what really we're trying to do, try to get inside the bad guys OODA loop before the code can execute bad things happen. All right. And so then you you're putting the pieces together well for me here because you and other really smart people about this, Jack Shanahan, Bob work and others tell me all the time that if AI and machine learning are the vehicles that get us to this state that we want to reach, then the fuel in that vehicle is the data. And that's, that's, the, that's the piece that you're putting together. That's correct. The challenge is, do you ingest and suck in all the data? Do you try to cleanse it first? Do you try to you know, organize, align it, whatever you want to call it, before you serve it up to the algorithms to then run on it? You really, the more data, the more depth and breadth of data that you have in cyberspace, the harder it is for the algorithms to then sort to what you want. The more you've cleansed it, 
you know, into wheat and chaff, right? You can then have the algorithms look at the wheat, leave the chaff alone. And, and now you would enable that engine to run better, faster, cheaper than it would um, if it was looking at everything, trying to disposition all data. So, so that's why this becomes a complicated process. And then, of course, you're looking for very, very sophisticated needles in the haystack of needles that then require you to then, as you sort your wheat from your chaff, if you will, that you the things are not cut out that you want to be able to disposition and the things that you want to keep in are there. So, so the data, pro it is a data problem. It has a big volume to it. Uh, the larger the network uh, surface area, the more data is coming in. And then, of course, now we all know because of some of the presidential executive orders that we need to do continuous monitoring. So once we have all this stuff and, and maybe something slides in and it's it was there two months ago. OK, am I comparing something that just came through the firewall today against something that came through in August? You really would like to do that and do a, a very quick correlation and then go, uh oh, we got a plant and now we, we have an ability to correlate that to something that came in and then take the appropriate action, whatever that may be. One final point of clarification, I jotted down as you posed the question a few moments ago about cleaning up the data, um, I jotted down rhetorical question mark because I, I thought you were posing that as a rhetorical question, and it sounds like the answer to that is a resounding yes. You need to clean that data up in order to be yes. able to use it most effectively, right? Yes, you need it. We, we call it uh, you're enriching the data to be able to be uh, used by algorithms and the model that you've scripted and then have it work. You just, you know, we just don't throw data in and it, and it comes out like we like it. You actually have to organize and enrich the data, uh, align it so that the models that you've trained to look for certain things will work. And that's uh, anything but simple, but it still shows a great deal of promise in the field of cybersecurity. Rob Carey, great insight as always, my friend. Thanks for coming on the program today. Thanks for having me, Francis. Appreciate it.